right, world, what's up? We're back. Round two of our podcast. It's not round two because we never fucking stop, but for the sake of brevity, you you know the deal. You heard the last podcast. You know what the deal is. We're picking back up. So if you haven't listened to it yet alone, uh, make this a quick standalone pod. It's not even possible to make a quick standalone podcast because we went over such deep shit in the first one that it would do it injustice to try to summarize it in 30 seconds just to uh, keep you up to speed. So uh, if you haven't yet done so, I would suggest and highly encourage that if you're interested in the discussion that we're going to be having in this particular podcast, that you go back and listen to El Grito 16, which is part one of my interview with Allah Salama, right? As for today, we're picking back up right where we left off on our last discussion. And that was with, I'm going to summarize it because I, I don't, I don't want to do injustice to what he said specifically. But the quote that I gave was, uh, the Nietzschean interpretation that says that he or she who has any why can endure any how and how I think that this is perhaps one of the most beautiful fucking insights that any person can possibly come to in the entirety of human history. So if you would, Allah, please continue with the example that, you, uh, that, I, that I cut you off with the last time. Okay, first of all, Nietzsche didn't say she because he didn't like she's. <laughs> <laughs> he had no respect for the she's, but that's cool. He was very bitter, man. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not justifying it. You, you fucking misogyny is misogyny, right? But that loose alone lady, man, he really, but she, he really did a number on that man. All right. Okay, I apologize. Keep <laughs> no, going. No, but your point is, hey, I'm, your point is made. Yes, understandable. Yes. Um. So, um, you talked about that lady with the happiness on her quest for happiness. Here's what the Quran does. The Quran redefines happiness by introducing that high that I'm talking about. That becomes your happiness. That becomes the goal. It redefines happiness from happiness that you can achieve through gaining power, through gaining um, 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 sex, cars, um, social admiration, whatever. And by the way, Isaac, remind me to explain that Islam is not against seeking that stuff, but it's against submitting to that stuff. And the difference is extremely important. Yes? I got it. I got you. Keep going. Keep talking. So um, it redefines happiness. It introduces the concept of, of, of the afterlife. And there is a reason behind introducing the concept of afterlife. Because, again, through the concept of, of, of the afterlife, it, re, it, it, it redefines happiness into... Remember when I was talking about this high that, 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 that I mentioned? Yeah. The afterlife would be that perfect high reaching that perfect high so this high that i'm on right now and it is a freaking high it really is man you feel like you're anyway um you get it in the afterlife but multiplies by six million now this is a genius move isaac this is a genius move because when you redefine this happiness and then you have to ask god let me let me, let me see what i wrote in my notes if you don't mind no absolutely by all means um, by, by, by redefining happiness, you redefine the concepts of winning and, and losing between the concepts of success and failure, correct? Because you have a definition of happiness, right? In our society, we have a definition of happiness. Automatically, whether we know it or not, we, we decide what is success and failure based on that definition of happiness. The people who are achieving that happiness, they're the successful. The people who are not achieving that happiness, those are the losers, correct? So a definition of happiness is loaded, which most people don't realize. You decide this is happiness, but without you knowing it, you're defining what is winning and what is losing, what is, what is success and what is failure. So in Islam, winning or losing or success or failure is directed to the afterlife if you get to that high in the afterlife you're the successful person not here not here 
it takes away the definitions of success and ha- uh, and, and and failure from this world which is liberating again going back to the liberation issue because who controls the source of your success and failure here it's other people it's other power correct but when you take that definition of happiness and give it back to god you're neutralizing their power and therefore you're freeing yourself from them that's why i think it's a genius move do you follow oh 100 absolutely sure so the concept of the afterlife it's not a religious concept it's not just a spiritual concept it has its ramification here in this life you become liberated and now you want to do what you believe is right regardless whether isaac my boss is going to give me the job or not whether she my girlfriend is going to reward me with kisses and hugs and whatever i am going to do what i believe is is right because i'm i'm, I'm seeking a reward that only god controls not other people it's a liberation move it's a genius move. You follow? Oh, 100% absolutely, for sure. And you know, it's interesting to me because obviously, again, this is the lefty liberal fucking academic in me, the, the cultural Marxist, if you want to follow all the dumb fucks out there who even think that's a thing, right? But um, part it's of- It's a chain. I'm it's sorry? a thing. It's a very, very thing. And it's a chain. Cultural Marxism. Right. Well, we'll discuss, that's the secondary element. We'll talk right. about that maybe at some other, uh, at some other time, right? Because right now, I think you're on to some more important shit that even fucking Marxism and cultural Marxism, Jordan Peterson and the like, can never fucking touch. How does this, how does shit becomes important? I love Americans. What do you mean? With your expressions. Oh, how did, I don't know. I'm shit just, just becomes be, important. Like, I'm know, just trying to be as funny like as universal shit. Universal appeal, right? That's how people like just suddenly <laughs> decide this is important. And we say, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm being facetious, man. But the point that I'm trying to make is uh, going back to the fucking a religious stance that I tend to hold. Much of that, uh, it, would, it, it only stands to reason then that it's uh, that I am inclined towards uh, this dialectical materialism because this 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 is a this is a fundamental point, right? Fucking Marx was to hold that famous quote in philosophy in, in the history of philosophy that the religion is the opiate of the masses, etc. Right, and that the more we enrich in this godlike entity, the more that we deprive ourselves of any sort of fucking great truth that could possibly be had. Marx, I guarantee you, did not read Quran. Oh, I there's no question you. about it. But I understand Marx too. I mean, he was reacting to the church at that time, which was an opiate of the people. I do understand that. But he did not understand Jesus himself, who was a liberating figure, a revolutionary figure. Sure. And that's so, the point that I'm trying to say is that everything you're saying now, I, I, it, it's kind of taken me aback because I would not expect this. But again, just my lack of information, my lack of knowledge to come from a religious source. The religious source here saying that, you know, the religion itself can be what actually serves to disempower this idea of what you think a godlike entity is. That's the whole point. That's one of the main messages of. I'm not going to talk about Christianity or Judaism because I mean that's not my place. I'll let I'll let the Christians and the Jews do that. But that's one of the main main points in the Quran to liberate the self by taking the power away from the powerful and giving it back to God. I know that you're trying to be as politically correct about this as possible, but I'm not going to allow you. I'm, I'll do it for you. There's people who honestly don't know that they're, the three religions are intimately intertwined. Very. Judaism, Christianity, Very. and Islam. The message is the same. The same, it's the same shit. The same message that Moses came up with, or Abraham, starting with Abraham, Moses, and, and Jesus. 
and um, the Quran, although I'm not sure, I don't want to talk about Jesus because Jesus to some people is considered to be God or whatever, but the message is the submission to one God, the monotheistic. It's that submission to one God, and a lot of people don't understand the depth, the revolutionary depth of that statement. Again, I am trying to make the point. I am trying so hard to make the point that this monotheistic um, concept that people throw around is a revolutionary concept. If you submit to the one God, then you are overcoming the ego and therefore you're overcoming other people. Absolutely. And, and just to qualify, the reason I'm so fucking pressing about it is because there are people, unfortunately, who are going to hear this and be like, well, I'm a fucking Jewish person. What the fuck do I care? I'm a Christian person. What the fuck do I care? No, dude, it's the same shit. And that's what you're trying to say. Whether you call it God, Yahweh, Allah, it's all ideally the same absolute God. So whether your interpretation varies slightly, ideally what uh, what you're saying right now can relate to even a fucking atheist, right? And that's hopefully the... No, it can't. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, then no, it can't. A complete different fucking... Yes, yes, it can. <laughs> well, uh, but, but I'll explain that some other time. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. no. Let, let's be very clear what I mean by this statement. From It's very important to make the distinction between the philosophy of religion and philosophy itself. So from the philosophy of religion perspective, no, it can't apply to an atheist because the fundamental requirement implies that you have to have faith and belief. Yes. So if you discount this faith and belief, then what I'm saying to you is not for you, etc. Right? Correct, correct, Isaac. But I need you to understand something deeper than that. You have to have faith in God or submission to God, but it doesn't stop there. Again, that's why I spend a lot of time saying it's not for God's sake, but it's for the effects here on earth. Yes. Not on the Absolutely. afterlife, on earth. Absolutely. For the individual and for society. Absolutely. It's really important. And I'm glad that you emphasize that point because it honestly is the same point that I'm trying to get to in maybe a, a subversive kind of way. And that is the point that, listen, it doesn't fucking matter whether you believe, whether you don't believe, there's something at stake, bro. There's something at fucking stake. We have one of two options, man. Either life has no meaning or life has nothing but meaning. Either life has no value or it is fucking filled with value. Well, that depends. If you're listening to, for example, Richard Dawkins, if you're listening to um, Woody Allen. Um, I was listening to a conversation or an interview by him the other day. Um, he was talking about life has no meaning. And he was talking that his job as a director, and we're talking about one of the greatest directors in America, in the world. He said his job, his purpose is to distract people away from the fact that life has no meaning. It's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. And anyway, for me, life does have a meaning. Does Life does have a meaning, a bigger meaning in the afterlife. But the beauty about the Quran is the only way you can achieve that afterlife, that ultimate high in the afterlife, is through vicegerency here, is through working your ass off here so it's definitely not an opium it's definitely not an opium it's asking you to work your butt off i i okay i'm going to present a challenge to you and to people if you can bring me another book and i'm not talking only about a religious book i'm talking about any book that mentions and demands hard work more than the quran i owe you ten dollars just ten dollars? It's not worth trying to go off. <laughs> All right, I'm giving you a hard time. I owe man. you some Arabic I'm coffee. You a hard time. <laughs> I'll I'm give you some. A hard time. It demands work so much here on Earth, and I'm not talking about work as in praying and fasting. I'm talking about work. I'm talking about doing accounting, doing engineers, doing teaching. Work. It's not an opium with the people. Um. Um. 
but 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 it's unfortunate that the, the people have this statement as there is no God but God, which is a statement for the Jews, a statement for the Christians, and a statement for the Muslims. Which I mean, please forgive me, Jews and Christians. I don't want to speak for you. They're all chains, man. They're all of it. What right? is? It's a fucking label. It's an identity that we created. Which which is the intention and the purpose of there is no God but God. And that's to the liberate point you're trying to make. Absolutely. So absolutely. whether you approach it then from a Muslim perspective, a Jewish perspective, a an atheist perspective, Christian, Buddhist, ideally, if there is only that one absolute God. It doesn't matter what fucking road you take to get there. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. Long the roads as you are different. get to this fucking understanding. You want to hear something funny? Yeah, sure. The Quran says Jews, Christians, um, I think it says Buddhists or could be translated to Buddhists, Muslims and stuff like that. They're all going to heaven. If and only if, and it makes that condition, if and only if they believe in the one God. So, yes, in the Quran, Christians are not going to hell. Jews are not going to hell. If and only if they believe in one God, but but to believe in Islam, to believe in um, um, in the Quran, it doesn't mean to say that, yes, I do believe that they're God and he exists. It also entails work in accordance with that belief. See, that is a major fundamental difference between Christianity and Islam. According to Paul, you're not saved through your work. You're saved through faith in Jesus Christ. In the Quran, no. Uh-uh. It's through your work. Again and again and again, the Quran says you're going to heaven or you're going to hell because of what you did, because of the works. It's not just faith. It's faith that implies work. Let me give you an example. Your student in the class, they would say, Isaac, Mr. Isaac or sir or whatever. And you Ice, say, nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you say, um... Don't say that. Just call me by my name. I mean, that, that's what happens to me. Yeah, I say, don't, don't don't call me, sir. Don't call me, mister, or whatever. Just call me Allah. And they say, but it's respect. And I'm like, okay. And I stop. I don't say anything. And then when there's homework or study for the test or whatever, I tell them, study this or do this homework or whatever or read this segment or whatever. And or some uh, and, and they don't. And I say, what happened to the respect? You respect me through words, but where's the action? Wow, that's actually very... It's the action that tells me that you respect me. You call me sir all you fucking want to. I don't care if when I tell you something, you don't do it. No, in action, you don't respect me. And that's what belief means in Islam. If you believe that there is a God and he's the most powerful, okay, where's the action? That is some fucking high-level Jedi mind shit right there, dog. I'm going to fucking pull that out one of these days myself. Oh, and hold on. I'm going to get there. It has some implications for the individual in this life and for society that demand on belief and accordingly the, the action that comes with that with that belief. It's 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 not just connected to the afterlife. It's here. It's oh, that, here. I, I, I'm looking very much forward to that. In fact, I will. Let's segue to that point right now, because no, let's not. Let's not. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can I? Sure. Just 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 finish something. Sure. Because we said by setting up the afterlife as the ultimate happiness, that becomes the happiness, not happiness here. Therefore, you redefine success and failure. Therefore, you redefine value. Uh huh, and the importance of not submitting to the earthly goods, the earthly gods exactly. that created in, exactly. light, in, in light of that. Which doesn't in Islam doesn't mean not submitting to these things. Doesn't mean not seeking them. The Quran says, "Go ahead, make money. Go ahead, buy cars. Go ahead, buy clothes." It says it's cool. It's part of our nature. We need it. Go ahead, do it. 
but don't submit to it as God, as the source of your happiness. It's a means to an end. It's not a God. And that's the redefinition of value that I'm talking about. So it doesn't take the value away from such things like, for example, in Christianity, that the, this kingdom is an illusion. It's the kingdom of my father and the rich are not going to enter heaven um, until the camel enters the eye of a needle. No, rich people are cool in Islam. You want to become rich? You want to work your butt off and make a lot of money and have a nice house? Fine. A lot of capitalists are certainly starting to find themselves interested in what you have to say. Islam is a capitalist <laughs> religion. As long as you keep the one God, the money and the houses and the swimming pools are necessary things to make you happy, to have fun, to get make you comfortable. Don't make them gods. That's where the problem comes in, Isaac. The problem is not in the fancy car. The problem is not in the fancy house. There is not a problem with that. The problem is when you submit to that as your source of happiness. But to see a fancy house as comfort, as something that I can use as a comfort so I can wake up next day and work my butt off as a steward, what is wrong with that? What is wrong with it? Um, so, um, so again, I, I need people to understand the difference between submitting to such things and seeking such things. It's okay. Um, or you have enough coffee? No, I'm out, but it's okay. <laughs> you want me to stop? And... No, 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 no. Right through, man. I got fucking plenty of... We're good. Keep going, please. Okay. Okay. Now notice something. This redefinition of success and, ha and happiness and success and value and all of that stuff. Um, notice what it does. Notice what it does when your eyes are directed to that happiness that we're talking about in the afterlife. Let's say you're engaged in a task. And that you want to accomplish as a vice chairman, as a representative of God here. Let's do let's say that you're doing some engineering, you're working on building something for the environment to reduce pollution or all of that stuff. And something happens. Some people stand in your face, or you're not a you know, something, whatever, some setback. What do you do? Because 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 winning and losing is defined by the afterlife, you don't stop. You keep going. Actually, here's a surprise for everybody. In the Quran, the Quran says you're not going to win. You're, it tells Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad, tells him straight up, I want you to go liberate people. But here's the thing. That's what, the Quran, that's what God says to Muhammad. You're not going to win. The majority of people are not going to listen to you. Evil is going to be in the majority of the world. But you have to keep going. And I'll explain why in a second when I get to my third point. You have to keep going. Winning or losing is not the point because winning or losing have been lifted somewhere else. Winning or losing here is not the point. The only thing that matters here is working your butt off. Okay. You get me? I'm following you so far. Okay. We're on the same page. Now, the, but, but, to but, an extent, but, for the most part. But don't lose sight of the kind of character that all of this system that I'm talking about is building. It's building a character that is superior, that doesn't stop for anything. So it's not just a religious thing that you go home and pray to God and fast and whatever. No, no. It's building a character that is resilient, that has perseverance, that doesn't stop. And this is an important part because imagine if Isaac turns out to be that way and Allah turns out to be that way and Michael turns out to be that way. Now you have a community of people who are that way. Can you imagine what kind of civilization would you have? Absolutely. The kind that I'm looking forward to living in one day. Yeah, good freaking luck, you 
Hispanic person. <laughs> <laughs> the reason it's the reason why we need good luck, man, is honestly, this is going to circle back to the first podcast we had at the very beginning of this fucking discussion that we're having now. And that is how many fucking weak bitches are out there in the world, myself included. I'm glad you brought up this weakness. Remember, we started with that oh, about sure my did. weakness. I never fucking forget that shit. It's fucking front and center of my mind every single day. All right. And here's my answer to it. When you asked me about my weakness and to explain it, this system is hard. This system requires a lot of work to gain that high and become liberated from the self and therefore the other, which requires a lot of work and all that stuff that I've been talking about. It's extremely hard. So fucking difficult. And, and this is kind of the point that I was trying to get to with the happiness. We're taking it from different perspectives. You're unpacking happiness from, a, I, not unpacking, but uh, happiness is, uh, is byproduct to the point you're trying to make. Yes. For me, it's just the yes. central focus, right? I'm trying to be happy in life, period. And how fucking difficult it is to actually be happy. I, and I, I think I, no, slowly no. we're fucking getting to this, to this understanding, I, at I, least from my perspective. I, I, I'm talking about the same thing. I'm yeah. th the end of life is, or the purpose of life is to be happy for the individual. Absolutely. But I'm talking about a redefinition of happiness. Oh, okay. And okay. I'm talking about a completely different process to get to that happiness. We're still talking about happiness. But again, I'm talking about a different happiness. Okay. Um, a happiness that comes from being completely liberated and and working. Sure. And I guess just just to be clear, I don't think our our version of happiness is that different. In fact, in fact, the kind that I'm trying to get to inevitably before our conversation is over is the kind that recognizes work as necessary to becoming happy. This is what the whole point of going back to fucking telling these self-help fuckheads to die is because they're not telling people that they're telling you shit like learn to love yourself. No, dude. You should fucking hate yourself because the self that you identify with is a fucking, it's a disaster. If it wasn't, you wouldn't be seeking help in the first place, right? But in order to become this newer person that is going to be the happy person you desire, you're going to have to go through a lot of fucking difficult work, man. And that difficult work can only be achieved through the fucking resiliency that you're talking about. Right. And right. in that resiliency, the character is undoubtedly developed, right? And then from there, you start to get all the other shit like, well, can I drink this beer or am I going to be hung over tomorrow morning? And is it going to keep me from fucking waking up in the morning to go work out, which is not good because I need to work out every day in order to be happy, et cetera, and so on and so forth. Actually, it's demanded that you work out in Islam. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You better have a good body. You have, you better have a superior body. Yes, absolutely. So it doesn't sound like we're fucking far off in any way, shape or form. We're not again, again. Remember what I said? What I'm saying is basic. What I'm saying is nothing new, Isaac. It's nothing new. It's a reminder. The Quran is reminding you of what you already know. And I love it when people keep coming back like what you just said right now. I think we're talking about the same thing. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm trying to tell you. Absolutely. We are talking about the same absolutely. thing. But unfortunately, you've been distracted away from it, from your ego, which contains your race, your gender, your nationality, your belief that having sex with this person is going to be the source of your happiness. Um, having power is going to be the source of your happiness. That's the problem. But I'm telling you something that, yes, yeah, we're talking about the same thing. Absolutely. And um, if you don't mind now, that since you were talking about work, that gets me to my third point, the vicegerency. Okay. The stewardship. It, that's what it is. Work. That God demands. If you want that ultimate happiness, first, you have to submit totally to me. Second, you have to believe in the afterlife. And I told you why. What, what, what are the reasons behind that? It's not for God. It's for you. The individual and social ramifications of, of these two. And then he said, if you want to continue on that high, if you want to get that high, you have to become a representative. You have to become a steward here. Okay, God, what does that include? Work. 
work. He says, let's let, let's give an example. Isaac, you're an individual, correct? You have a certain talent. You have a potential talent. Let's call it a potential talent because it's not a talent yet unless you practice it and you work on it, correct? Absolutely. And I would say that every person has that. I call it sometimes a natural activity, something that comes natural to you, something that when you're doing it, you're not necessarily good at it yet, but you feel in the zone to use some of your terminology. Is that cool? That sounds like something these hip little kids would say nowadays. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. So I'm saying that every person has that, correct? Yes, absolutely. And I'm saying that every person, by virtue of being human, they're bothered by something more than other things. They are angry by something more than other things. Like, for example, for Isaac, it might be child abuse. For this person, it might be pollution. For that person, it might be whatever. But there's a problem that makes you more angry or angrier, sorry, than other problems. Stewardship is to take your talent because it's an action. Talent is an action. Remember what we said about action is a solution to a problem and use it to solve that problem that pisses you off. Do you follow me? Absolutely. I call the first one potential talent and I call the second one personal social problem because it's personal because it touches you personally, but it's also a social problem. That's your stewardship. Take your talent and fix a problem. That's your job in life. I mean, shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's more. Okay, keep going. Notice what happens because I said that both of these things are part of yourself, correct? Mm -hmm. Now, imagine if you're using your talent, your potential talent, not to fix a problem, but to make money or to get admiration or whatever. That's what we call, or sociologists would call self-disintegration, when the self is not complete. You make self-integration when you take one part of the self and connect it to the other one. So that's the goal. You become self-integrated or um, there's um, Sheldon. He talks about the self-concordance model. When the self is concordant, when somebody uses their talent to um, and, and connect it to their beliefs, that's self-concordant. When you don't have that, the self suffers. There is suffering. There is a void because there's a part of the self that is missing. And here comes somebody like you who fills it up with alcohol or drugs or whatever. That's the point. Because that void that is that has been created because part of the self is not being actualized because all of that is potential. And when you do work, you put the two together. Work, production. You solve the problem, that's your work, that's your production. But if one part of yourself is not being actualized, then there is a void. There is an emptiness. There is an alienation, to use a term that you probably like. Fine. How do people respond to that alienation, to that void? Drugs, video games, whatever, 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 which gives you satisfaction. It does. But for how long? It's always temporary. See, baby, that void is not, is not going away. Absolutely. Because the cause of the void, the cause of it, the source of the void, not the symptoms, the source of the void is part of the self not being used. Then the only solution is to use it. Absolutely. That's the stewardship. Absolutely. So it's not for God. It's for your ass. <laughs> Ain't that the fucking truth? Yes. And this is exactly where that weak bitch shit that I was talking about earlier comes from. The answer, like you said multiple times, it's so clear. It's so evident. It's been told many times throughout the course of human history. But to actually fucking do it, that's the hard shit to do. The example that I like to give to myself specifically, and it's the one that I use when I'm ever encountering the desire to do what I consider weak slave shit now. But I use the donut example, man. I had found myself, for whatever reason, fucking recently, like three years ago, addicted to fucking donuts. <laughs> it was fucking weird. I don't know why, but I still to this day, sometimes I get really stressed out. And I guess it's preferable than fucking going out. I drank your water, my bad. Oh, it's cool, man. No, no. Uh, I guess it's preferable now than fucking um, 
going out and drinking alcohol or doing drugs, right? But I have another one over here. Thank you, though. Um, I would get donuts, right? And it would give me the immediate fucking satisfaction that I was looking for, the immediate stress relief that I was looking for. But I would always fucking feel like shit the next day, especially at the gym working out. I'm like, fuck, why did I eat these donuts? That brief fleeting moment of happiness that that donut provided me in the fucking five minutes that it took me to eat it pales in comparison, for instance, to the hours and hours of happiness that I experienced with joy of, you know, after a good workout. The hours and hours of happiness that I experienced knowing that my body's right, my mind is right, the joy that I get from being healthy, et cetera, right? Wait till you get to the joy that results from using your talent to solve a problem out there, something that is beyond you, Isaac. Try it. Sure. But before we could even get there, you got to ask ourselves, why are we so willing to compromise that joy for the immediate short term? Because it's freaking hard. It's fucking slave shit, bro. No, it's not. It's not slave. It's not slave. It's a liberated, dignified person who's working there, but it's hard. No, it's what I'm saying is the slave would rather be oh, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, that. That's too yeah. much work. I don't want to yeah. do that. That's weak slave shit, man. Right, right, right. But let's make it more practical, Isaac. Slave and ego and all these terms that attract people. But let's unpack that, that slave thing. It's the self that consists of so many different things, talent, um, interest, values, beliefs. If you're not connecting that, that's the definition of self disintegration and when the self is disintegrated integration means what making something whole that's what integration to integrate something you make it whole when the self is disintegrated it's not whole therefore it suffers it's hungry it's thirsty and i don't mean physically no of course for, not for, for it being whole but because people there's and, and there's only one way one way and i challenge anybody to give me another way of making the self whole integrated and that way is work get your talent clean your room lobsters to get, use a jordan peterson parlance <laughs> get your talent and pick a problem that makes you extremely angry because anger is beautiful oh, it I really agree. is I, oh i agree so hard get your talent and get problem that makes you extremely hung um angry and use your talent because it's an action for god's sake a talent is an action and an action by definition the purpose of an action is to be a solution to a problem. Uh, the purpose of, 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 of talent is to be a solution to a problem. Why aren't you using it to solve a problem that interests you? That's what makes the self integrated. It's not a surprise that somebody, like I mean, does it shock you that somebody like Anthony Bourdain shot himself or killed not himself? Not at all. Notice that the man was using his talent. The man was doing exactly what he loves to do because that's what culture says, right? Do you. Do what you love to do. Okay, here's this man who did exactly what he loves to do, and he became excellent at it. Reward after reward, working for CNN, the best and the most famous um, news station in the whole world. Why would he kill himself? Because the second part is missing. He's not using his talent to solve a problem. Now you're really, really into my fucking realm of philosophy, bro. What about, what about, what's her name? The um, fashion designer also that offed herself. Same thing. Robin I, I Williams. I don't know. Well, maybe so Robin many. Williams. Yes. Yes. But I, I mean, yeah. But it's amazing that those people are doing them. Cause, right? I mean, that's what we're told. Do what Absolutely. you love. Do Absolutely. what you love. Do what you love. Okay. But what I love is an action. And an action is a solution to a problem. So doing what I love doesn't... No. It's, it's only a, halfway there. Exactly. Exactly. And you see people who are doing exactly what they love to do and they're miserable and they're doing drugs and they're killing themselves and they're depressed. 
and people are asking why. Like, really? Why? Well, here you go. That's why. Why study philosophy, Allah Salama, when I can just kill myself instead? <laughs> Answer me that question. I don't. I mean, philosophy is not really a major thing for me. Um, you know, really. <laughs> I mean, what we're doing right now in my context is philosophy. Okay, I mean, so if why you wanna... should we study what you have to say when I can just kill myself instead? Because I believe there is an afterlife. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. if you don't believe, if you don't believe there is an afterlife, then yeah, go ahead, off yourself. Without any qualm, without any hesitation at all whatsoever. Well, I don't know about that, Not, man. Let me, let, me, I mean, let me further qualify this question because the answer is, at least if you ask me, no, you don't fucking kill yourself. In fact, that's the same answer that we get from many philosophers of the absurd is most importantly being Camus, right? The myth of Sisyphus, the right? The myth of Sisyphus. Right. And it seems as though you're getting to the same fucking conclusion yourself through what the philosophy that you're developing. Because you're saying, why, why would an Anthony Bourdain character kill himself? They have fucking everything that everybody wants. And yet it's still not enough. So there seems to be something there that's missing. Like you said, there's a thirst. The soul is thirsty for something, right? And that something can only be achieved by figuring out the how, the why, etc. Right? Correct. But Correct. how do Correct. we get these people to that understanding? Okay, you're asking the very dangerous question. and I will My get favorite it. kind. Right, 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 right. But do you understand the steps so far? Sure, absolutely. You 100%. Sure? Do you understand what the Quran is about? Yes. It's not about this no. vengeful, angry God. It's do things for my self. sake. Do things or otherwise I'm angry. God in the Quran doesn't get angry. God yes. is perfect. Notice something. Notice the contradiction, Isaac. Those people who believe in God, in a perfect God, right? And then they say God desires this or God wants this or whatever. What does that imply? That God is lacking something. It, God doesn't. He's asking you to do it for you, man. And I need to emphasize, sorry for, if that's boring you, no. but this is a fundamental point in the Quran that it's for you. Now, put all of that together and imagine what kind of individual, if, if let's say this is like a gym program that I just mentioned right now, let's turn it into a gym program and imagine one person going through that program starting today and then ending, let's just say six months from now. Imagine that kind of character. And now imagine a society going through that program. Isaac, if you go through that, if you believe in that, cheating is going to end. Cheating itself is going to end. Because what are you working on in this vicegerency thing? You're working on yourself, correct? You're trying Absolutely. to connect the two things together, correct? So like, imagine a student in your class who believes in this system that I'm talking about, the vicegerency. She's going to class because she wants to gain the knowledge, because she wants to integrate herself, whatever. Now, imagine that person gets the chance to cheat. You're out of class, you will go into the bathroom, and she's doing the test, and now she's presented with a chance to cheat. Would she cheat? I would say no. There is no way because what if she cheats, who's going to suffer? Her. The self. Yeah. Absolutely. Time. But a person who's taking your class so they can get the degree, so they can get the job, so they can get the money or whatever, and now you're out of the class going to the bathroom and he or she has the chance oh, to cheat. There will be fools not to take it. Of course. It's the system actually saying take it. It's the logical thing to take it. Absolutely. Yes. I mean... This oh man, there's so much to fucking go with through here. The idea of why why even are we in school in the first place? Think about it. Like, do you fucking really do you really care about knowledge, wisdom, justice? Why are you even taking a philosophy class? You're trading in three hours of your life every single week that you could be directing towards something else, namely something that's actually gonna bring you some sort of joy and fulfillment. And you're instead fucking it's a masturbatory practice. You're coming here not paying any attention, you're not taking anything from it, and ultimately for what end, for what purpose? 
right? For the money. For the money. It yeah, is for sure. the money. The, I mean, the security, the safety, the happiness that comes with it. Right? I mean, watch any commercial. Guys, go on TV and watch your commercials. What kind of happiness they're describing? Ladies. The, the happiness through iPads, vacations, makeup, stuff. Stuff. Absolutely. These, see, notice the radical redefinition of values. In this system that we exist, the makeup, the iPad, whatever, become the source of happiness. In the system that I'm describing, they become a means to the means Absolutely. of happiness. Absolutely. Right. And this is, I mean, honestly, you, you, you've been speaking this entire time in the, in, the, in the duration of these last two podcasts about the journey that you're on. Right. And this 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 is where I find myself on my particular journey, not necessarily in regards to the material goods, but more importantly, in regards to the energy that we expend in accumulating or rather. Yeah, I guess I mean, accumulating the material goods. Right. And more specifically, understanding that that energy is fucking it's precious. It's pr it's fucking priceless. Realistically, it's time that we have that we'll never get back. Right. And that uh, realistically, there's only one of two uh, alternatives in which that energy can be expanded. It could be expanded upon Seemingly inconsequential things like the material goods that you're talking about, or, and this is the part of the journey that I'm starting to discover myself, it could be directed towards manifesting and making fuller and making stronger my actual self, who I am as an actual person, free of all the labels, free of all the identities, but this fucking self that has been given this whatever talent it is that you have, and then seeking to manifest that through all facets of life. Okay, Isaac, you said the actual self. Let me just reemphasize this. And I, th I, I think you, you're talking about the same thing. You're talking about the potential self, not the actual self, because who you are is a potential. Okay, sure. Right? Sure. And you need to actualize it, correct? Absolutely. Now, Absolutely. Now, now, let me just ask you one question. Is there any way other than work that you can transform something from potential to actual. No, my not point at all. exactly. And that's the mo that that's the my most difficult exactly. part that I'm finding. And it's the work that then that and you're circling back to the work necessary to be happy. Listen, man, I don't fucking like it, but every day now I've I've I force myself to wake up fucking early in the morning. I don't like to do it. It's fucking work to do. But I do it because when I do get up early in the morning, I can actually do work necessary, whether it be writing my fucking dissertation, working on these little podcast shifts that I'm doing all that kind of shit. And when I do it, I fucking feel better than when I sleep in, when I eat that donut. Dude, sleeping in is my donut. Like it fucking feels so good. I love it so much when I'm doing it. But when it's over and the fucking sugar crash comes down, the sugar crash hits rather, and I fucking wake up from that fucking sleeping in even an hour later than usual, and I feel like shit, it fucking sugarcoats my whole day. Like fuck, was it really, was it really worth being lazy? To have to experience a whole day now of fucking like frustration and anger and all that kind of shit. That's that that's that's Isaac. That's what I meant um, by the difference between submitting and seeking. See, in the system that the Quran is describing, eating that donut is not a bad thing, but it's a reward to becoming an actual self, to the self-actualizing thing. So you work really hard, and then you reward yourself with a donut or a car or a. Uh, speakers or something see here it's a reward it's not the source of happiness the source of happiness is you becoming integrated moving from the potential to the actual through what work work how using your potential to solve a problem period that's where the actual happiness comes from and i guarantee you and you guys go ahead test it give me somebody who's got everything donuts cars houses and stuff like that but don't allow them to work those people usually tend to be really fucked up 
because it's part of human (laughs) nature that we work. But notice the difference between the two systems. Here, in our world, work is a means to making money so I can be happy. In the system that I'm describing, you follow me? Absolutely. In the system that I'm describing, work is a means to becoming self-integrated. You see the difference? Absolutely. And having the material stuff which are necessary is going to help you go to work. You follow? Absolutely. It's a redefinition of work. Work is not a means to the material things, but the material things are means to work, which is means to self-integration. I am 100% on board with this. In fact, I find it to be one of the, one of the most contradictory elements of the first, I'm going to be at EPCC now this coming semester, five years. Imagine fucking time flies, right? Uh, And for the first four, three, four years, the biggest problem that I had, the biggest question that I had to address from students was like, well, you're working, you're making money. Why are you trying to tell me not to do the same? And it's like, oh shit, you're right. Until I finally came to the realization, it's not about not working. It's not about capitalism. It's not about money being evil because it's not. The same money that is used to fucking oppress people is the same money that could be used to liberate people. Absolutely, right? absolutely. If I have a lot of money, that means I don't have to play the game by by, by, by your own rules. Exactly. That means I can do my self-actualization on my own rules. Money is good. Wh- who came up with this idea that money is not good? It's Marx. good. It's lo- yeah, Marx, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but money is a liberating tool as long as it doesn't become your God. Exactly. As long as it becomes what it is, a means to... To an end, which is work. Absolutely. And that's the fucking, the gist of the, of the realization I came to. is like, yeah, dude, you can't stand up here in front of a fucking classroom full of students and tell them that school's stupid when you have a fucking master's degree. Like, that's not how it fucking works. Like, it's not that school's stupid. It's not that work is stupid. It's that what are you willing to fucking sacrifice in the process of doing so? Are you really in school wasting all this time because it's fucking going to help you benefit you as a person? Or is it just this fucking energy that you're wasting in some fucking masturbatory practice that is not going to help fulfill you in any way, shape or form as a human being and ultimately work to bring you some sort of happiness to your life? The same for the jobs, the same for the relationships, et cetera, and so on and so forth. And that was for the longest time a very difficult question for me to answer. And I never had the answer until... Like I said, a year ago, two years ago, if that. Right, 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 right. Let me ask you this, Isaac. A person who just for some reason believes what I'm saying, believes what the Quran is preaching. A teacher, you. Do you think that teacher is going to go to class five minutes late and leave five minutes early? Well, to be fair, I show up late occasionally, but like a minute or two. But that's because I run on Chicano time, bro. No, I'm just (laughs) joking, right? No, absolutely not. By no stretch of the imagination. Because the stuff that you do in, in the class, the work that you do in the class, think about it. It's you becoming an actual uh, actuality. It's you moving yourself from the potential by using your talent as a teacher to solve the problem of ignorance. In the process, you're not only helping the student, you're becoming an actuality. So missing five minutes of class, you're missing that part. You're missing that chance to become an actuality. It's unbelievable, man. It changes everything, not just in the afterlife. It changes things here. Productivity is going to go so up high, you can't believe. Because I'm not going to the class so I can only help the students so I can make money. I am becoming an actual, uh, uh, actualized in, and becoming becoming that's what god meant worship me so you can become alive 
it's in that process. Every time I go to class, I use my talent as a teacher to solve the social problem of ignorance of the students, put them together. I become integrated, which means that I become actualized, correct? Absolutely. Now, notice what happens. I become actualized because the lecture is myself in actuality, objectively, outside, correct? Absolutely. But then my students, some of my students look at me and say, wait a minute, I didn't get it. Oh, no, that's not clear. So what do I do? I take that actualized self and I go home and I work on it. Who's developing here? You, naturally. There you go. There you go. So you bet your ass I don't want to miss those five minutes. I want to have the class to go over, actually, because I am I'm being actualized, I'm being integrated, and I am developing. And in the process, the students are gaining, too. So this dichotomy that we have today between individual and society, it disappears. It's the individual development through social development. And it behooves a society like that to allow the individual to be unique, to allow the individual to be herself. You want that individual to be herself. So she can become integrated because as a society, you're going to benefit. There is no, in the Quran, a dichotomy between the individual and society. So now we're getting into something even fucking like we're just getting deeper and deeper into these rabbit holes. And in all honesty, man, we could fucking continue this conversation for guys. Don't listen hours. to them. It's not deep at all. It's simple. It's basic. It's not deep. It's, it's not just deep. hidden. It, it's just hidden. I think you. that's what you mean, right? Yes, hidden, yeah. right? It's deep for those of us like myself who are fucking barely starting to understand and appreciate just how difficult this fucking work you know man being a human being is fucking hard bro period this is a recurring theme that i talk about through in most of my lectures right just how uh it, existence is an assault is what i say generally right but prior to the last two years of my life it was in a negative way but now it, I, i'm starting to come from it in a more positive direction and the positive direction is understanding just how much work is necessary for us to fucking actualize as an individual Right. So you're sitting here and you're talking about, for instance, you take the parts of the lecture that a student didn't understand and you go back home and work on that. Yo, most people want to fucking leave work and fucking just chill and veg out. But that's no longer an opportunity you're allowing yourself. And if people who are listening to this are internalizing it in such a way, it's not an opportunity you're offering them either. In fact, it almost seems as though you're requiring that we stay not just you, but also many of the philosophies that are similarly related. The one that I definitely I find myself leaning more towards now is the realization that, dude, this fucking eight hour work day, that's a construct. This fucking seven day, five day work week, that's a construct. You have fucking one life, bro. And you don't know how much time you have in that life. So if you have a fucking job to get done, literally, you need to be devoting as much time, if not all your time towards fucking manifesting this action. And that shit, when you start to realize it, that it never stops, that it never ends, that it's always being demanded of you it becomes pretty fucking imposing. May I say something? Sure. Okay. Um, You talk about the eight-hour work and how hard it is and all of that stuff. And of course, it is hard. But but if that person who's going to work to work eight hours, the work, the nature of the work that they're engaged in allows them to use their potential talent to solve a problem that they're interested in, I guarantee you those eight hours are going to be a pleasure. Sure, sure. But this is not the point that I'm trying to make. Like, okay. I 100% agree with you on that. But what I'm telling you now is I'm trying to extend it more towards a metaphysical route and say this. Let's put it this way. Like, I'm telling you straight up, like, I, I have struggled with depression my whole life, right? I call it the sad boy life. We hear about this shit all the time when you listen to this podcast, right? And I know what I need to do to overcome the depression for the most part. I got to fucking eat healthy. I have to exercise. I have to sleep right. I have to do every single day everything that I possibly can to make of my life 
what I desire to become of this life, what I want to do with this life. And any day that I don't do all of those things, not one, not two, but all of those things to the best of my abilities is a fucking wasted day. And for the entirety of my life up until seriously, man, two years ago, most of my days were wasted days because maybe one day I'd work out, but then I'd sleep in. Maybe one day I'd sleep. I would wake up early, but I wouldn't work out. I would eat. I would eat unhealthy. I would drink a lot. I wouldn't fucking go to jujitsu. I wouldn't exercise. I wouldn't play the bass. I wouldn't fucking play the guitar. I wouldn't read I wouldn't, all that. I need to do. I wouldn't spend time with my daughter. I would instead be fucking scrolling social media all day, fucking lamenting about how fucked up I think the world is, et cetera. Right. That's not an option for me anymore because I know full well that all that shit is masturbatory exercising practice and that as good as it feels in the short term, in the long run, it really just fucks with me in the end, right? So now I'm in this position where I force myself to do this shit and I get rewarded for it, yes? Of course, of course. But it gets fucking tiring. And it's even more exhausting when you realize, yo, this is the rest of your life. There is no vacation. There is no day off. Thank if you God. seek the fucking self-actualization, you are constantly fucking working. Not the man working, not nine to five working, right. working on yourself, working right. to manifest this potentiality that you are. Right. And that's the part that I'm fucking saying. That shit is oh. tiresome. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's tired, but it's pleasure. It's good. It's good tiring. Yes. It's 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 enjoyable. Yes. And I'm talking from experience. Um, it's not I, always enjoyable. I'm not going to lie. Mostly enjoyable. But sometimes I'm like, man, fuck this. I don't want to work out today, but I force myself to do wait, it anyways. Wait, I'm <laughs> glad you brought this up because the working out is a means to the self-actualization yes, absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Your main source of happiness, Isaac, or not main, the main the main means to the main source of happiness is this self-integration, self-actualization, self-development that happens through vicegerency that I'm talking about. You know, using your talent to fix a personal social problem that interests you, correct? Absolutely. Everything else becomes a means to achieving that goal, including working out. Working out is important, but not to become attractive to other people, but to give you the discipline which you're going to require when you become a vice gerent because it's hard. Absolutely. It needs the discipline. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right, 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 right. And so, also because it makes you feel good, man. It makes you yes, feel better. It yes. fucking stimulates the endorphins right. the in your endorphin, brain. It yes. fucking makes you feel happy. Like, Absolutely. But Absolutely. Work. But go do all the gym that you want without doing the vicegerency thing, which is simply put, using your talent to solve a problem. I don't care how many hours you spend in the gym, you're not going to be happy. That emptiness is going to creep up on you. Absolutely. I mean, you're church 100%. And this is part of the... I'm church. <laughs> Mosque. Im, 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 what is it? Uh, Mosque. Mosque, no. Masjid. Masjid, there you go. Yes. <laughs> um, Let's introduce this term, you know, instead of church, go, we'll go just ahead. say masjid. Masjid? You know? I guess Muslim that's church? It, right. That's, that's what it is. Just with all, right? Um, anyways, all of this is what I'm slowly starting to find. And I mean, honestly, like, like I said, we haven't really sat down and conversed about it. So it makes me happy to hear that it's something that undoubtedly through your studies as well that you 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 have experience with, which is not shocking to say, but I honestly feel as though this is all part of the recovery process, the recovery of our existence. For It doesn't matter what religious interpretation you take, if any. There is no question that just by virtue of being born, the default is the easy way out. Yeah. And in that easy way out is where the fucking alienation comes for comes forth is where the fucking fallenness comes into play it's where the whatever the fucking the veil comes into play oh, of, of, of course it's hard man of course and that hard is intentional 
that hard is put intentionally. I mean, you read the Adam and Eve story, and I'm sure you're familiar with it as a Christian sure. or Jewish or whatever. By the way, Muslims don't believe in the original sense thing. You're not born with an original sin. There's the plug for the people, the ladies specifically, who feel the burden of original sin. Right, right, right. <laughs> you're born with the potential to become good, to become bad, whatever you choose and all that stuff. But why did God introduce that tree thing? Don't eat from that tree. At least in the Quran, and I'm sure it's almost I, I sure that it's the same. Know. God says, you can do whatever you want, just don't eat from that tree. What the hell, God? Why? It's, 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 I mean, that, that, that introduction of that element is the introduction of free will, man. Make it, you know, resisting your desire to eat. Notice something extremely important, Isaac, and, and I'll shut up after that and let you talk. I oh, promise. Keep going. Going back to the vicegerency, the stewardship. As I said in the Quran, it's using your talent to fix a problem, correct? Yes. To fix a problem that is personal to you, but it's beyond you. It's social, ch children being abused, sex trafficking, stuff like that. Something that makes you personally angry, but it's beyond you, correct? Yes. Notice what it's demanding from you to refocus yourself from the self to the outside. That's number one, correct? Sure. Away from the ego to the outside, correct? Mm -hmm. And the only way to achieve that, to make your talent, that's the second point, to use your talent to solve that problem is through action, production, correct? Yes. All right. So here comes God and said, don't eat from that tree. Do whatever you want, eat from anything you want, just don't eat from that tree. And he stepped back, he did not interfere. It's your free will, eat or not eat, correct? Mm -hmm. Here comes Satan said, man, eat from that tree. God doesn't want you to eat from that tree because he's afraid that you're going to become angels or live forever. That's a genius move on Satan's part. What did he do? He refocused the person, Adam and Eve, direction from the outside, from the social problem to the self. Eat. Through what? Consumption. The whole thing was twisted. God is saying your happiness is by focusing outside through action, through work. Satan is saying your happiness is focusing on the self through consumption. Welcome to the commercial world that we have today. <laughs> Tell me, am I wrong? No, no. Am if I you wrong? Take an every, Abrahamic understanding of reality, that's 100% correct. Every commercial is saying to be happy, you yourself go buy your Nike shoes, your iPad, your car, whatever, through consumption. Happiness is defined through consumption. God is saying that's not your nature. Your happiness is through production to integrate the self, to actualize the self. Now let's test these two models. You have the self-determination theory, self-concordance model, and the PERMA, the positive psychology by Silgman and all that stuff. All of them today are saying the same exact thing. You want to be happy, get to work and focus on something that is beyond yourself. A truth that has been discovered by Abraham, Moses, Jesus, whatever, thousands of years ago powerful stuff and now it has the the luxury of being legitimized by scientific discourse oh absolutely Timeless fucking message absolutely now legitimized by scientific discourse yes yes absolutely all right Allah I don't know if you know this or not but we've now done two hours of podcast Damn. we're at the two hour mark shit fucking went by fast as fuck man maybe it's time for me to pray by the way and we didn't <laughs> talk about prayers and the, and, and the point of it but anyway yeah we will yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to wrap this bitch up for reals this time today, right? Did but you before... just call the Quran a bitch? No, I meant this podcast. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to wrap this bad boy up for today. 
But before I do wrap it up, I want to say that it's fucking an absolute pleasure and honor to finally have you come on. I was going to talk. I We're going to talk hopefully again in the future. But today I, I, I wanted to talk about just a little bit of the pretext to our past relationship. But it's not necessary because the message that you discussed today, I think, is more important than any personal fucking affiliation in general. Right. And I know for a fact, the reason I bring it up is because there's also a lot of stuff that you personally wanted to talk about that I'm sure we did even get a chance to scratch the surface on. Um, but again, like I said, this uh, hopefully two now podcasts are going to be, if nothing more, an extended uh, uh, just parts in an extended series of discussions that you and I have regarding all sorts of issues, but certainly a continuation of the role that Islam and uh, religion, I guess, to an extent can play in and answering the question of what the purpose is and what the meaning is of man right so unfortunately for today before we can address any of that kind of shit i will say that again one more time if you want to leave anybody with a way to contact you 915-256-8351 beautiful yeah and your boy right here og underscore ice nice 13 on instagram and twitter and aside from that i hope you all enjoyed again the second part of this podcast and i hope you all have a great rest of your day Peace. Have a good one.